get your paperwork together, make sure your funds are right, find help. Then find a deal and invest. You're not gonna learn until you got skin in the game. You can't learn from over here. It hurts to lose a thousand dollars, but it feels so good to make 10. Perfect. What's going on, everybody? This is Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. Listen, I have a very special guest today. Uh, this is somebody that, you know, uh, we go back, you know, back when I was in a barbershop and, um, you know, I was doing bodybuilding at the time. In fact, we was just talking, a, 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 you know, a minute ago about how I used to bring the gallons of water to the barbershop. This is when I first started in the real estate business. In fact, I was just thinking about real estate. I was uh, into natural bodybuilding. I still do uh, work out today, obviously. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm sure you, you're able to tell. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is somebody who, who's been around. Uh, He's he seen me start. I know pretty much, you know, everybody that he knows. He's from Brooklyn, New York. Um, now, ironically, you know, uh, years later, uh, um, a, a friend of both of ours, a uh, um, a uh, common friend, he connected us on IG and um, come to find out, you know, he's killing it in uh, real estate right now as well. Uh, and how long you said you've been in a uh, been in the game right now, Hussein? I had my first property, we'll call that 15 years, but I've been doing real estate the right way for four years. I love that, man. So he's been in the game for 15 years, but doing it the right way. You guys caught that? Doing it the right way. For four years. So we're going to talk about what he's doing in his business today. We're going to talk about what you can uh, uh, do uh, in your business as well, how you can copy what he's doing uh, to uh, be able to get your business off the ground. I'm not sure where you guys are right now in your business, but wherever you are right now, here's somebody who has been in the game almost as long as I have. And he said he started doing it the right way. So we're going to talk about some of the right things and some of the wrong things, the pros and cons of uh, what he's done over the last 15 years and what he's done right over the last four years to absolutely crush it in a Texas market, by the way. Um, so I want to welcome my good friend, longtime friend, Hussein Abdullah to the call. What's up, man? Peace. What's going on, bro? I'm doing great, man. I can't complain. Uh, out here in North Carolina, killing it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, War, uh, who's a common friend, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to speak in third person throughout this uh, podcast, but War connected us on Instagram a few weeks ago, and I saw what Hussein was doing uh, on his Instagram page, and I said, I got to get him on. So uh, you guys know how I feel about having active investors, people who are actually doing the business, not just talking about it and trying to teach it to people who know nothing about real estate, uh, I like to have active investors on these uh, on these podcasts, and that's how you know. In my opinion, this is the the best way for you to learn what's really going on in the business. You know, hearing it directly from people who are doing it, uh, and that's why I wanted to get Hussein on the call. But yeah, man, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this whole real estate business? All right. Well, first off. If we're going to go back to from doing it the wrong way to doing it the right way, back 
back in 2000, 2002, 2003, I just got out of high school. I moved out to the Midwest. I was doing good out there. I was working corporate. And then I started to be able to have money to actually do things. And the lifestyle in the Midwest is probably similar to how you're out in Carolinas. Everybody has houses, everybody has cars, whereas in, in, in the city, that doesn't really exist. Like I, I had no thought in trying to get a license because there was no need, right? You got to train or whatever. So that being said, I ended up saving up some money and I was trying to find a house. And I was looking to invest because in New York, what I was gonna get for my money compared to Minnesota, it wasn't even close. Right in Minnesota at the time, you can get a palatial on a lake, three hundred thousand dollars. In New York at the time, you're in Flatbush in a co-op, in a in a two bedroom with neighbors all around. So my first investment investing started in Brooklyn, and at the time, I started doing it because I was looking at the bankroll, the rent roll, and I was like, I'm killing it. I'm getting nine fifty. I'm getting eleven hundred, but that's because the partner I had at the time, that's what he was looking at. And we did everything cash. So I'm sure we'll get into leverage and that sort of thing later, but that's what I did wrong. That's how I started in real estate. Somebody allowed me to get in. Uh, I could talk to you about how I got my capital, but that's how I started. Now, as far as Hussein Abdullah, just in general, I just retired last year. I was a New York City public school math teacher. I worked for the city of New York, the Board of Education, for 14 years. So I have this, this urge to always just share this information. And um, basically, that's pretty, pretty much it. Last 14 years, I was a math teacher. I invested in real estate. I did good enough in real estate to end up retiring and move on and do different things. Now, now just to give a little bit of, um, I guess, more of a, you know, for full disclosure, um, how old are you, man? I'm 38. 38. So I'm a year older than you are. You retired last year from being a math teacher. Now you're, uh, would you consider yourself to be financially free in real estate at the moment? Oh, 100%. 100%. So, uh, and it didn't take that long for you to do it, did it? No, it took, I would say three years. And if you want, I could give the steps because maybe there's somebody yeah, right we'll now. We'll talk about that. We're going to definitely get into yeah. that later on. Yeah, yeah. So just, I know a lot of times people say things like, I don't have to work if I didn't want to. So I'll say this. Last year, I doubled my salary as a New York City teacher with just my rent rolls alone. Mm. I had the same lifestyle as I did as a, as a teacher. And most people would aspire to, to that kind of quality job, right? So I was doing those numbers last year. So everything I do now is gravy and we'll talk about how we give back and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, if I didn't want to come to the office or do whatever I didn't want to do, I, I don't have to do anything for anybody. I'm a hundred percent financially free. Love it, man. I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, again, we come from the same background, the same neighborhood, you know, know all of the same people, man. And we're in the same path, man. Same boat. I love that, man. And, and, you know, it, it goes to show that no matter where you come from, uh, you can you can do it. You know, because we don't come from the from the best of the uh, of uh, the neighborhoods. Uh, we come from the hood, and um, that's just what it is. Yeah, so, Brooklyn, uh, West Brooklyn. 
Brooklyn before the gentrification. It exactly. Was- Brooklyn before the gentrification. That's right, man. Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn now is not the same as it used to be, man. It's just not. You know, but, you know, uh, things, things change in, in, in time. You know what I mean? So how did, how did you, uh, we, we spoke a little bit about, you know, how you got started in real estate. Why did you pick real estate as a vehicle? Obviously, you were a math teacher. How did you combine the two to be able to end up where you are today? Well, when I was younger, I always was known for like having a business or doing a venture. My father is a business owner and I always had that instilled in me, like to kind of to get your own and to make moves and, and kind of the hustle. And for me, I kind of look at the word hustle for myself right now as kind of a derogatory thing, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're hustling, you're chasing dollars. Like, I don't chase money anymore. So I got into business because it, it, just, it just makes sense. Like, I get a thrill out of, like, closing deals and that sort of thing. And mathematically, it made sense, right? Because I believe that trading time for money is the worst proposition that there is known to man because time is the most priceless thing you have. So how could somebody tell me, I'm going to give you $10, I'm going to give you $20, I'll give you $30 for my time, which there's no price on. So I started investing in real estate because I, I started to learn about passive income. Somebody gave me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when I was like 18. So I opened it up, read it, opened my first CD, my first certificate of deposit. And then I started to look at things like, wait, I have a credit card. That's money. If I could take this money, so I started to do things like that. So I fell into it because I understood math. And I understood that, let's say, if a credit card was 20%, but I can make 50%, I'm making 30% off of somebody else's money. It's 100% profit for me because I'm using OPM, right? So that's how I fell into it, through literature and through practice and experience. That's, that's how great. I fell into it. Awesome, man. I, I love that. Um, you know, you, you were able to catch it and make that transition too. Cause most people, they kind of get stuck in what they don't, what they're doing at the time. And they don't think outside the box to be able to help themselves, uh, move, you know, move further ahead in, in life. So I love that, man. I love that story. So what aspect of real estate investing are you focused on right now? I have a few different silos. So this year I just started in wholesale. Now, for people who may not know wholesale, wholesale is basically just become a middleman. You find a motivated seller, let's say he has a $100,000 house, but you could get it for 50. Now, you could sell that house to somebody else for 80. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you're giving them a 20% savings. So now you're still a motivated seller. So I've been able to orchestrate those types of deals. So I, let's, I, let, let's stop there for a second because I, I did see your chart. So you had a goal. What was your goal last year uh, when you, when you first started? started? If you guys can see the board right up here, I don't know if you could read it, but my goal, because I just learned it this year, mm-hmm. was to do 10. I figured one a month, you know, I, I, I learned the process. I hit 13. I got two closings today. By the time this podcast comes out, I'll post it on Instagram or whatever if you want to add it. I'm at 15 wholesale deals so far this year. And mm-hmm. that's what's slowing things down. And that's only, and that's where we're ending seven months in right now. So that's, you know, that just goes to show again, you put your mind to it, guys, you could you could accomplish whatever you want, you know? So Hussein, he was doing a different kind of investing uh, before, which we'll, we'll talk about, but he just said, I want to get into wholesaling. 
I want to do 10 deals this year. And he's already surpassed that goal. Uh, and we're not even, we're a little bit past the halfway mark of the year. So right. um, it's just prime time to be in real estate right now. So you're doing wholesaling and what else? I'm doing flipping. Mm -hmm. I started flipping two years ago in Philadelphia mm -hmm. with the market before it exploded. And that's really how I made my wealth because. And for those of you who don't know, flipping is buying, fixing and selling uh, properties, basically rehabbing. Right. right? So, so you made most of your wealth there. Yeah. In Philly at the time, you could buy a row house, a three bedroom row house for mm -hmm. 4,500, like the whole house, 4,500. Now those same houses are 85, 95,000. So we were buying them for 10, 11 and selling them for 60. And I mean like in a week yeah. because they were worth, you know, 75. Mm -hmm. Again, I was, what, I, what I like to do is I like to add value, right? It's something that I guess we get from where we come from, right? You right. always got to be able to compete. So I, I felt like I don't need to make 50 when 30 will do. Coming from 30,000 in a day, yeah. that's a good day. You know, and then we do in three or four a week. So I did that and I took my profits and I, was just a landlord. Mm -hmm. So I took my rent rolls and then my property value swelled. So I just pulled equity and then I repeated. And yep. so I'm a landlord. I do property management. I do wholesale and I do flipping. And I also do consulting. And I just want to go back to something that you, that you brought up. When, when we had our kind of our, our banter before we, we spoke, we talked about people who motivated us. And I think that is critical for anybody who's watching this podcast. Jamel, and I'm going to speak for you, just stop me if I'm wrong. I'm sure has, has, has learned, not wasted money, not lost money, but has learned through pain. So have I. There, there have been deals where I had to learn on the job. Yep. And now I'll never pay for that lesson again. And that's why you use a consultant, whether it's Jamel, whether it's myself, whether it's somebody else. If you're going to try to do something like this or any other venture, seek help. It's so much cheaper to pay a tax person than to try to do your taxes. It's so much cheaper to pay a plumber than to try to DIY yourself. Jamel has the experience. I have experience. So whatever you're going to get from this, the one thing is get help in any venture. It'll save you time and money. Absolutely, man. I love the, the Philadelphia story because that's kind of the way I started in the business back in uh, I, I bought my first property. You know, I, I started in the real estate business in 2002 um, while I was in a barbershop. And we spoke about that a little bit. Um, but when I, when I left the barbershop, I moved out to Pennsylvania. I, I, I uh, moved to the Reading area and I bought a couple of hundred houses there doing exactly what you just said. You know, we were able to pick them up for 10 grand, put 10 into them and sell them for 60 to 70 grand. I did 250 houses like that, you know, so it was just a great stepping stone for me before I moved to North Carolina. So I could definitely relate to that whole story, man. It sounds like almost a carbon copy version of my story, which right. is crazy, man. Um, so you're doing all of these different things in real estate and uh, you're profitable in all areas at the moment. So what would you say would be the, the biggest misconception that people have when it comes to, to getting started or, you know, uh, uh, wanting to get, get into the real estate business at the moment? I think that people think that you need a tremendous amount of money to get in. I think, like, let's say you and I talk. They had 250,000, uh, 250 houses or 100,000 or 60,000 in their life. That's kind of how I was because I was taught by somebody who believed that debt is a bad thing. Right. 
sneaker debt, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> debt, you know, furniture debt. Yeah, that that's a bad thing. School yeah. debt, you know, you could pick and choose. But when you are using debt to to make money, that's called leverage. Mm-hmm. So without getting too heavy into it, if, I, if I'm saying I'm going to get a hundred thousand dollar house, I could choose to put up a hundred thousand, and let's say I make twenty thousand. Okay, well then I just made twenty percent, right? Because I put a hundred, made back twenty. Or I can go to a bank and put down twenty percent, right? When you invest in in commercial, you got to put down twenty percent minimum unless it's over six units, and then I can make that twenty back. So now my twenty doubled because I made. So my, my ROI, my return on investment grows. So people, what they need to understand is that you could get into real estate with $500 or $1,000. It's just about knowing where to go, how to find a deal and something like that. That's right. Uh, you can wholesale for free. You don't need a dollar to wholesale. You just need to know somebody and know, you need to know somebody who's selling for low and somebody who's willing to buy for high and you can make money without a dime. It's very hard to do at that level, but it's possible. I love the fact that you said, you know, sneaker money. I was just on a podcast that's going to be released right after this one. Um, and uh, we, I, I was just talking about, you know, how people will invest $200, let's just say, on a pair of Jordans or a pair of shoes or something that, that's going to provide them with instant gratification. Uh, but they won't invest a little bit of money into something that's going to not only give them long-term wealth, but also be able to provide them with that instant gratification over and over and over again. You know, it's because of the way people think they want that instant uh, feeling that they have something materially when really that stuff loses value. The minute you, you put it on just like driving a car off the lot. Right. So why not take some of your money, you know, for example, these stimulus checks people, you know, got a few months ago. Why, why not take some of that money and do something with it? That's going to help you continue to grow as a person, invest into yourself, invest into your business, get started doing something, right? But unfortunately, 99% of the people don't think that way. That's why you have a 1% and a 99%. Right. Can I ask right? you a question? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, what's up? I, I, want to, I want to piggyback on what you said. And, and I'm making assumptions because both of us are in the same vein. Mm-hmm. I was a sneaker guy, mm-hmm. right? I was a jewelry guy. I still like jewelry, right? Me I, too. I'm not, right. But so this is, this is one of the things, and this is just, just me being mindful. Cause right. We live in a microwave society, Instagram, everything is real time. It's getting worse and worse as far as that microwave society. Now, this is my, this is my, my truth. I, I want you to answer this question real quick. After I got cars, after I got certain jewelry, after I had money, I never thought I would make after I went on vacations, after then I was able to appreciate, I had the wisdom yep. to be like, yo, this isn't it. Now, did you Same thing. Same thing, man. Okay. So, you know, that's, that's you know, and, and, and I tell people this all the time. This is not, this is nothing new. Everybody knows my story, right? So for me, from 02 to, you know, from the time I got started in real estate to, let's say, 2007, you know, I was living it up, man. I, I bought any and everything that I ever wanted. Right. Because again, I grew up in the projects. I didn't have nothing growing up. So I wanted every, I thought having stuff was going to be the, the answer to, to, to happiness. And it obviously it's not that, that we know later, you know, we know that now, 
But at the end of the day, man, you know, for me, I bought, you know, I was living beyond my means, you know, and it took me, you know, I thought the money was going to keep coming in the way it was coming in forever. And unfortunately, you know, I was fixing and flipping and getting rid of properties. I wasn't keeping enough. You know, we, we ended up having 120 uh, rental properties, but you know, that's another story. But I had so much money. I was over leveraged. I had so much money in the market that when the market tanked, I, w- I went bankrupt. I was done. I had to start all over. Right. So now I know better. I didn't know that before. You know, again, mid 20s, I'm, I'm buying Rolexes and sneakers and cars and whatever else I wanted at the time. Right. And now I own one Rolex, you right. know, but I own more property. And that's right. the point. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not living beyond my means. I live on 20% of my income now. Right. <laughs> you know, right. but you had, I had to go through that phase. And so when I speak, you know, and, and same thing like you, when we speak, we're speaking from experience, trying to prevent people who, who maybe 20, 25, 30 years old from, from making the same mistake, you know? And, um, you know, yeah. So we had to go through that phase. We had to get what we wanted, but is it worth it in the end? Let me ask you that. What do you yes. think? Yes. Cause experience is the best teacher. And I hate those, the problem uh-huh. with that. I'm sure. Well, I'll speak, you know what? I'll speak for myself and you could concur. I love when that, I, man. When I first started getting money, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I didn't listen either to a degree. Like, you know, I, I, I was able to manage, like I said, I always like math and numbers. So like I didn't put myself in too much of a bond, but you know, in reflection, damn, did I have to buy that chain? I could have, did this and then I could have got the chain anyway. Did I have to buy this watch? Uh, no, I ha- it, we have very similar stories. And um, this is all on my Instagram too. So we could talk, it's, it's the same thing. I, I went and bought my first Rolex. I bought my second Rolex. I bought my first Beam. I bought my second Beam. And then I'm like, in New York, if you have a nice coffee, it's a waste. Because yeah. it's going to get tore up. And then like watches. And then, this and, that. and then it's like, what ended up happening, um, I, you know, I shared some of the same stories, but this is what happened. And, and I think this, is when it hit me. I remember I first started getting money. And I apologize. I remember I first, I first started getting money. And then I was like, I want to get a Bentley. I want a Continental GT Coupe. I'm getting one. I got enough money. I'm going to get it next summer. Because right. I was good to pace myself. I owned my own home. I didn't, I didn't have a mortgage. I want to clarify this stuff. I had a six-figure salary. My wife at the time had a six-figure salary. I owned a home downtown Brooklyn. No mortgage. I own properties. This is all, it's documented as whatever. My daughter owns buildings in Philadelphia. Like, right. So I'm comfortable. And I'm, I want to bet me now, right? Because I learned from being young. Now, I'm having a conversation with somebody at the time that I thought like I could kind of respect. And she kind of like tried to throw a jab at me. Like, like she didn't think I was, because like, when, you, when you started getting money, he ain't buy 250 properties. He's exaggerating. Yeah, he's not so because people are they're not around that that circle can't appreciate it but mm-hmm. all right so back to the point right so this person's like oh um you know i just went shopping for the four-door porsche like when you get in your car like was only just trying to show that they were getting their car meanwhile it wasn't even a conversation but the point is i was like i don't even want that car i was like if i get that car i gotta continue to do this job where, where somebody gets to tell me where, where I could come and go, 
nah, I'm getting rid of my car. I'm going to downgrade my whip. And now that extra $800 a month is right. $10,000 a year. I could buy two more houses in Philly. I could turn that 10 into 60 and then I could retire a whole year. Everything I started to do was about humility. I kept mm-hmm. my watch. I still got jewelry because I like them. I, I actually like jewelry, but it wasn't about acquiring new things. Any name brand thing I have is like seven, eight years old. All I wear now is my own stuff. I, I, and I was doing it back then, but it was like mixed. It was like, I'm going to make my company shirt look fly with this expensive belt. Now it's like, nah, I'm just wearing my shirt and I don't care what somebody thinks. But I think what happens is, again, it's like you can't teach wisdom. Right. Some people just got to get burned first to be like, yo, that fire is hot. So my my whole point was just to say that I was like, yo, if I get this nice car, I'm going to park this nice car in front of this place where I don't want to be. I got to get up when I don't want to get up. So it was like, what is more important? Saying I have a nice car or quality of life. And when I learned that chasing happiness is worth more than chasing money. Right. And And, it it took levels. And at the end of the day, man, real true happiness doesn't come from money anyway. You know, money is just a, is a tool to help you get there. But, um, true happiness don't come from that. You know, um, it has nothing to do with money. That's another story for another day. But um, so, you know, you you uh, you obviously start changing your mindset. You're uh, you're you're doing different things in real estate, and you know, obviously now you're you're educating people as well. What do you feel are some of the obstacles that people face getting started? in real estate besides like the naysayers like we were just talking about who wants you to buy the Porsche (laughs) this is you know I have this acronym right fear right Mm -hmm. forget everything and reset now that's a book that's coming in in a couple months and it's also a workshop a seminar that I provide and it's really just this it is your mindset when we were growing up we didn't have social media um, the people who are billionaires now were just starting to get money, right? When we were young, right. Jay Z was rapping about Alexis, right? Like Alexis, you know. I remember to- tell you a little, a little funny story about that, and not to cut you off. When I was uh, when I when I was in Brooklyn, I was in I used to go to Fifty uh, Ones right there on Fifth Avenue, yeah, in Park Slope, and um, uh, they used to have the Atlantic Antic every year. You remember that? Yeah, I was eighty-eight. Yeah, so back in um. I want to say 92, maybe 93. I'm like 12 years old, man. And I'm with my, my boy, Mike. And um, I heard about, well, I didn't, at that time, remember the year, big, remember Big Pun and Fat Joe, they performed? Okay. At the Atlantic Antic? Okay. That same year, I, me and Mike, we walking on Fifth Avenue, uh, on, on Atlantic Avenue, and there's this white car with TVs in it. And I stopped. And I'm like, yo, I've never seen a car with TVs in it. Is Jay Z and Dame Dash? So we stopped. We hanging out on the corner with them for about an hour. And back then I was rapping, so I used to. So we was we was having a cipher back then. He gave me um, Dame and Jay Z. They gave me the uh, the the contact information. At then they they just started Rockefeller Records, and I had their phone numbers and everything. They had an office in Manhattan. My mother washed the pants um, that the phone numbers was in. 
I was I was about 13 years old, and this was before Jay-Z blew up. That next year, Reasonable Doubt, about 94, 95, I want to say, uh, I started hearing about Reasonable Doubt, and then from there, Jay-Z just took off, man. So it's just funny. The White Lexus story, that's my White Lexus story with Jay-Z. You know, I, and this is just me being me. You would have signed a Rockefeller, I don't think you'd be doing as good as no. you'd be doing no, nah, probably not, man. Artists are not artists. Don't make money, right? Nope. Jay and made money. They ain't, I mean, I can't count anybody's pocket, but look, look what happened because you had to build your own thing. You didn't right. go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean. So that being said, I think what what ends up happening a lot of times is, like, let's take parents, right? Your parent, like my mom. My mom was a teacher, right? Uh-huh. So I got education. My if my dad was a plumber, more than likely. I would have got into plumbing. So people can only coach you for what they know. At the time, they didn't own homes. So they couldn't tell me about real estate. And what I'm saying about us not having these tools, these tools exist now. So there's no reason for an 18-year-old today to not come, because now they could Google you, they could Google, it's free. They could Google real estate and somebody will pop up. We didn't have that. So we had to build our own, we had a little harder in some ways and maybe we had it a little easy in some ways but the point is it's all about your mindset that's it the people who are going to watch this video are going to be successful because they're googling real estate or they took your seminar or they follow you or they follow me or they follow somebody who's going to link them to us they're going to be straight the people who are not are the ones who are googling sneakers and they're googling car and not that there's anything wrong with that but it's levels like you shouldn't be able to catch me because right. I have such a head start and I already know how to turn my money over. So if you're just starting, unless you get hit by a bus or something, you shouldn't be able to catch me. Um, but it's really mindset is the answer. That's it, man. So, so speaking about mindset and things people need to be mindful of when they're starting their real estate business, what do you feel are some, some things that people need to keep in mind as they, as they jump into this business? I think this business and any business, the first thing you got to do is get the paperwork together. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to get incorporated. You want to get a corporation. You want to get an LLC. You want to get some, some level of protection. Whether you have money, whether you don't have money. Because the, the worst time to need a lawyer is when you're broke. Yep. Right? Like, so you want to make sure your paperwork is straight. Again, that's a Google search. That's you're talking to a, a consultant, talking to somebody buying a program. But other than that, there's also something that you have to be honest with yourself about. I have clients right now. Right now, I think I'm at like 50, 55 clients, give or take on a day. Because why I say that is because like if, I, if I have a client who sold the property, then I don't count them as my client anymore because they flipped when we buy another one. So 50, 55 clients, right? Some of them were landlords and they didn't have the stomach for it. You got to have a certain type of acumen or rather not acumen. You have to have a certain level of just yeah. To, to, to be able to hear that you have a $5,000 problem and still be able to go to sleep at night and wake up the next day. Everybody don't have that. So I think what you have to have is when your paperwork together and you got to be honest with yourself. And there's nothing wrong with real estate not working for you because you can't handle losing 50000 in a day mm. just because you think you're going to make 50000 The $50,000 a day is there. The $100,000 a day is there. But the $50,000 losses are there too. Like. <laughs> and so, like you said, you took a, but that didn't crush you. That made you stronger. 
look, you turned it over. You, you turned lemons to lemonade. You rented them out. So some people, though, it's, it's not for them. So I think what you should do before you jump both feet in is maybe play a stock. Put $100 on stock. If you can't sleep knowing that that thing is losing money, don't put 100000 in real estate as far as yourself. Invest that with somebody who's shown that they can make your money and then just become a real estate investor. Do not try to become a landlord. Do not try to become a flipper. Flippers always learn the hard way. Trust me, I know I'm a flipper. Oh yeah, definitely. Man. Or, you know, another way, like you said, if you, if you can't stomach losing money, and I'm not saying that you're going to lose, I think in 19 years I've been doing this, almost 20 years, I probably lost money twice. You know, and I probably equated to about $100,000, but I made millions of dollars uh, over the 20 years. So it doesn't, you know, you know, it, it doesn't really, there's no comparison there. You know right. what I mean? When you think about, um, you know, uh, getting in real estate, and we'll, we'll talk about this in more detail, you really don't need money if you do it the right way. You know, there's ways to pull deals without ever coming out of your pocket. It might, you know, what people have to understand, I say this all the time, you're going to either invest time or you're going to invest money. You know, if you don't have the money, you got to put more work in. You got to put more time in, right? If you have a little bit of money, you can speed up the process, but it doesn't necessarily take money to make money in real estate. So, you know, keeping that in mind, how hard is it for the average person to get started with this, if they're limited on capital, if they, if they limited, if they're limited on experience and credit and things like that, how hard is it for somebody to get started doing this? I think it's very easy. I think it's a matter of your circle. So earlier I said OPM, other people's money. So just cause Hussein doesn't have, let's say, let's say it's a $10,000 deal. Mel's like, look, Hussein, I got a deal. You put 10,000, I'm going to turn you 10 to 20. We're going to flip, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, you tapped out. That's what I'm saying is mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm is going to be like, I got to find 10,000. I got to make $10,000, whether I'm a porn watch or whether I'm going to ask 10 people for 1,000 or 20 people for 500 and then say, hey, I'm going to give y'all 200 each and I'll take 300 each. Or I'll give y'all 400 each and I'll take 100 each and I'll make uh, 2,000 instead of 10,000. It's really all, it's as easy as allowing the opportunities to be there for you. It's your mindset. You can get into real estate with $0. But what I would say too about your circle right now, and you got to be honest with yourself. If I told you, if Mel, if Mel and I called you and we put you on a Zoom and was like, look, 10,000, we're going to turn your 10 to 20 in 90 days. Because that's a realistic thing that we could do. Yep. Do you want to make $10,000 in 90 days? Because you probably aren't earning that at work. All right, you have 24 hours. What, what are you going to do to get on this deal? Most people would shoot themselves right out the deal because they're like, I don't have it. They wouldn't think about their credit cards. They wouldn't feel comfortable going in there. They wouldn't feel comfortable humbling themselves, asking people for money. Or, or maybe they don't have the 10 people to ask. That's where I start. If right now you got your crew, you got your family, you got your people, there's two things. If you don't have 10 people that you could ask for $1,000 in dire straits, there's either something wrong with you because you're not worthy of the 1000 or there's something wrong with the people around you, and that's something you got to change. Mm. Because how could you not get 10000 from 10 grown adults? That's, po that's powerful right there, man. You put that into perspective. Y'all need to rewind that part and listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying nothing if you, if you don't have money. Mm -hmm. bro I just had deja vu on everything like I just 
that's something else. But anyway, so back to the point. Think about it. So credit cards, stimulus checks. I just did a program where I gave five times what I was given interest rate wise just to entice people to give me their free $1,200. Yeah. You know how many people was like this? Like, it's money they didn't even need. People was like, I didn't even lose my job. I got 1200 And they still couldn't let it go. It's all a mindset. And the, and the reality is, that's why people like us are always going to make money. Because it's right. always going to be a customer. Always oh, going to be a customer. That's 100% true, man. Again, that's, that's, this, that's what separates the 1% from the 99%. You know, at the end of the day, people sat and watch, they sit and watch people get rich rather than taking some type of action on their own. Or they make excuses. They put the roadblocks in front of themselves. But like you said, it all, it all starts with the mindset, man. So let's break the mindset real quick. You know, if we had to provide, let's say, a, a five-step process for our listeners to get started in real estate. Um, and I understand you cover multiple aspects of the business. Um, what would that, let's say, five-step process be? What would be the first thing you would do? First thing I would do is make sure my paperwork's together. So a LLC, it depends on your state. Uh, it's a couple hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars to register. In Texas, it's $300. Mm-hmm. In New York, it's, I think, 400 500 something like that. Or you could pay a lawyer or, or go to a firm, but a few hundred dollars. If you don't have, so step one, make sure your paperwork's together. Step two. Check your, check your income, check your finances. Do you have money to invest? If you have money to invest, your first investment is getting yourself incorporated so you can get the benefits of tax write-offs and that sort of thing. Now, step two is going to have an A and B. If you have the money, move to step three. If you don't have the money, find the money. Step three, look for someone who's investing in what you want to invest in. Mel's in Carolinas. That's the biggest flipping margin that you could make in America right now. And definitely yep. 18 and 19. I can't speak for 20 because of COVID. The biggest flips come from the Carolinas. I've been trying to get out to the Carolinas. I just don't have my team, but now we do. So we, the biggest margin of flips come yep. from the Carolinas. That's documented the last couple of years. So back, back, we'll go back in order. Get your paperwork together. Make sure your funds are right. Find help. Then find a deal and invest. You're not gonna learn until you got skin in the game. You can't learn from over here. It hurts to lose a thousand dollars, but it feels so good to make 10. And yeah. I go back to something Jamel said before, he was like, well, I only lost two times. And I'm gonna even say back to mindset, I don't think he lost. I just put out a video. To this win. Week. Yeah, you learn and that's valuable. But that being said, I just put out a video on YouTube today. I'll give you the end. I bought a property literally right around the corner, Westover. I bought it for 54 and it came with three vacant lots. I put in 12 to renovate it and I sold it for um, 65. If you go by that property, I put in 66 and I got 65. So some people, oh, you lost a thousand. You're not a flipper. But I got three vacant lots. Three vacant lots. (laughs) I was already... I just picked up the same type of deal, man. I got a, uh, I got a house about maybe 30 minutes away. It came with six acres of land. All I'm going to do is sell it on one acre and split, uh, keep the five acres and split them up yeah, and, you, and you do some other things with that. 
Yeah, you, you take the money, you plat it, right? P-L-A-T, right? For people who don't know what platting is, that's when yep. they, they, they grid it on a map and they survey it. You replat it and then you parcel it off. Yep. It's like pizza. A pizza pie may be 20 bucks, but a slice is three. Yep. 24 is always better than 20. So it, it, it becomes a matter of looking at things outside of the box. So one more example. I had a property because I remember I said I was doing real estate the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I had, I, I sold the property. I did a 1031 exchange. For those who don't know what a 1031 exchange is, that's a federal program where the federal government allows you to sell a property and buy like in kind. You don't pay any capital gains. As long as you invest the money within six months, you're in contract within 90 days. I said that fast, but you could Google 1031 exchange. Anyway, I flipped my money and, and I had an $80,000 property and I was making a thousand rent. It was way better than New York because New York was a $200,000 property for a thousand. But anyway, right. I sold that property for 65. People said, why would you lose? You, I paid 80 cash for it through a 1031. But anyway, because my mindset was better, the investment that I was going to make with the 65 brought me 5,500 a month. So did I lose 15 or did I make another 4,500 a month and make another nine times six, another, you know, 50,000 a year? Right. So you don't lose in real estate. You cannot. I mean, you can. I can. You can't. But you gotta. You you gotta look at it that way. You right. gotta look next deal. The next deal. I'll take a step back to make a leap forward, and that's how real estate works. As you, you scale up, you gotta play the game. To me, real estate is like playing Monopoly with real money. That's it. You know, as long as you understand the dynamics of the game, you know the rest. You can't lose as long as you buy right. And that's what it all boils down to in, in, in a nutshell, in brief conversation. That's what, that's what real estate investing is, just playing it smart. Um, and like I said, you don't need money to get started. You know, a lot of people don't have the money. Okay, that's fine. Why don't you co-wholesale, put some deals together that way. Uh, find somebody with some properties, find some buyers and put the two together. Build your money up like that. When I started, I was in a barbershop. I had $250 to my name. If I would have spent that, I would have been broke, right? But I found a way. You know how I, I started? Remember uh, Blow from uh, uh, Elo and them? From, from, from I, 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 okay. So uh, Blow, you know, this was probably, uh, and Blow passed since then, but um, we, we talking, I was in the barbershop. Uh, they wanted to buy a sandwich shop. And I knew somebody who wanted to sell a sandwich shop in, in Fort Greene. So I ended up putting the two together. And I made my first $1,500. That's when the light bulb went off on my head. My first deal was a, was a, was a sandwich shop. It wasn't even a house. You <laughs> started off a commercial. Don't tell nobody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was definitely a commercial deal, man. But, um, you know, it's not hard. You just got to use your brain. Use a little bit of common sense and take action and be willing to make mistakes because those are small seminars. You know, you pay to go to a seminar. Those are small seminars that you learn from to be able to get to, to, the, to the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, that's, what, that's what this is all about, just taking action. Would you agree with that? A thousand percent. Humility in life. That's it. That's it. Stay like and, this. Never too high, never too low. Just... Right in the middle, ride the wave. Everything else would be okay. That's it. That's right. That's right, man. So listen, you know, this has been a great podcast, brother. Um, if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you, how should they do that? H A Homes US 
If you put that on Twitter, you'll you'll find us, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Our website is HA Homes US. We have all our contact number. You can stop in one of our offices. Meet us in Brooklyn, meet us in Texas, Philly coming soon. And, um, or reach out to Mel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then Mel will connect you. But, um, yeah, we're going to be doing some stuff together, y'all. So uh, just stay tuned for that. I can't wait for the Carolinas. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to get you out to Texas. Texas oh, absolutely. Free money. Like it's, it's ridiculous what you can do in Texas mm-hmm. with, with a little bit of a couple thousand dollars. Yep. I flip a, a lot. And I do a lot of business in Houston, man. Houston's a great market. It, yep. The upside, it's a city. So you have the, the added benefit of, of wealth building versus ROI. And I, I know we're wrapping it up. I just want to end on this. I just want to add this one, one thing. Keep this going. Is, this, is, this is something people are investing. This is something people investing. When I was trying to retire, I needed income. So the deals I was looking at were all about ROI, return on investment. I needed money today. So property value increase didn't matter to me. It was how much money I'm going to get back today so I could quit. Now that I've retired, I look at wealth building so I can invest in a place like New York now because New York landlords make no return on their money. But over time, that property- Not unless you bought 30 years ago, man. (laughs) It it, it doesn't work. So what are you doing? I got somebody, you know, one of my students, he's doing room in houses. And uh, you know, he's a he's a he's a friend of mine. He's doing rooming houses in the Bronx. Um, that's that's how he's he don't call it rooming houses, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how he's killing it right now, man. <laughs> that's so, the only way to do it though in New York right now. You can't you can't win as a as a as a new landlord in New York. Nah. But maybe that was it. Wealth building versus uh passive income. That's something for new investors. What do you want? Are you looking for legacy, you looking for wealth, or are you looking for instant return? That's two different ways to look at your deal. Or you're trying to be somewhere in the middle. Houston mm-hmm. is in the middle. Philly's in the middle. New York is wealth. Texas, where I'm at, is all just yeah. Just get the money back so fast. New York is more of an equity play than anything, right? You know, because well, it's gonna it's gonna go up in value. It doesn't matter what where you buy it at. It's gonna go up. Right. You know, outside of New York is more of a you know uh, Carolina is more of flipping, and you could you could. You know, I wouldn't consider this to be an equity play, but you can you can get cash flow here as well. Uh, Texas is fast turnaround, like you said, man. So it, you got to play the market where you are right now, and uh, that's how you're gonna win in real estate. But that all comes with uh, knowing how to do it and having somebody show you how to do it, and not be af- not being afraid to make mistakes at the same time, man. So uh, listen, you know, you're all over social media. Instagram. I'm going to link all your links in the uh, description box of this, uh, this uh, uh, episode. Now, if you had to give some last words, well, you know what, before we even jump into that, um, how do you, wh- what are you reading right now? Are you reading any books? Well, yeah, I'm reading the last book I just read was Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. He's, he's the dude that wrote Outliers yep. and a bunch of other, if you don't know Malcolm Gladwell, I read that as uh, inspiration because I was I was working. I am finalizing my book. I just you want you want inspiration. You want to read a great writer. Mm-hmm. And um, you know I, I kind of flipped through like the Daily Drucker. It's basically it has every calendar day. You turn it and it's like a little paragraph and it right. gives you something. But those are the last two books I I really read. Oh, another one, Tongue Fu. 
Tung if you want to get tongue fu, it's it just teaches you how to speak and because I'm very abrasive and I'm very aggressive and, and maybe you get you gotten that and yep. then just being young and being black and being a male sometimes maybe being from Brooklyn too. Yep. I'm talking like this and I'm excited. And then people are like, like, like DMX is in the room and I'm like, <laughs> I get it all the time, man. I'm aggressive too. Yeah. You know? I'm not angry. I'm happy. I'm <laughs> so, so tongue food. And, and it also works in relationships too. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. I have to humble myself and my fiance. So tongue food is a great book uh, in business. Uh, Blink is, is a good book because it, it is about the mindset. It's like, Mel, like you, maybe I'll speak for myself. I don't know how I know something is good, but you, you know, it, it's, we can't explain it, but, but we could yeah. do it nine out of 10 times. So yeah. that's an interesting book because my book is about mindset. So it made sense for me to reread Blink. So what's the uh, title of your book? Uh, fear. Fear. Love forget it, man. everything, forget everything and reset. And the book basically is different stories from my life where I had to stop everything things. And it's, based in real estate it was going to be financial education about real estate but my fiance you got to have humility was like nobody wants to buy that real estate book not she didn't say it mm. like that not as many people are gonna want to buy a real estate book as a self-help book so boom she just opened my market up so i flipped the acronym and was like yeah i can still talk about real estate and business but it's really about self-help and then it helped me tailor it it kind of worked out like the 48 laws of power yeah. at the flow work so that's kudos to her you know what i'm saying that's why we're together like you know what i'm saying because you need somebody okay. to build you up team building man that's what it's all about that's how and me and my wife are man yeah. um if you, don't have that, if you don't have somebody like and i say this is full transparency like my last relationship made sense at the time where i was we were both educators it we grew apart so mm. happened in life now this is what it was and actually my fiance is my first crush back to park slope but that's something else we just reconnected anyway that being said so yeah if if i'm talking about books that's that if i'm talking about tips and advice life stuff gotta be with somebody who is in the same vein as you chris rock said yep. two crackheads could stay together forever like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like if you like basketball be with somebody who likes basketball don't try to be with somebody because they're attractive i mean get an attractive person that likes basketball whatever but at the end of the day, if your core values aren't the same, it's never going to work. If I want to work 80 hours a week because I love what I'm doing and the person I'm with needs 80 hours of attention, it's not going to work. That's right. You know? So we both like what we're doing. And she's like, oh, I could do this. Now. And you got to have somebody that's going to push you to another level. And we do that for each other. And hopefully you find somebody that does that for you. That's right, man. I love this uh, podcast, man. Great episode. I'm looking forward to having you on again. Uh, in the future, man. And um, I, I know this is going to get some uh, some good reviews as well. Listen, if you had any last words for our listeners, what would they be? It would be, thank y'all for, for tuning in. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so ill how Jamel and I was able to reconnect. And that's one of the, the beautiful things about social media, um, that, that if you have the good energy, like Mel's doing the right thing, I'm doing the right thing. And a good brother like War Bixby. Also, if you're on Instagram, follow War Bixby. That's a yep. good brother follow everything he does he's a good brother uh everything comes out the right way you know what i'm saying like when i was a little bit younger i used to try to force things i want to go do this and and just life showed me i wasn't ready to do that mel reached out to me out of humility we were connected a couple weeks went by and then he reached out somebody else might have been offended 
but it worked because he's busy and I'm busy and he maybe vetted my page because he has a certain standard and I had to meet that. And maybe if I wasn't on that level, then I, maybe I don't deserve to be on a podcast. So what do I do? I continue to do the work. So the, the, the point, the last message I'm going to say I ended on this is, yo, you don't deserve nothing. You don't mm. deserve anything. That's the problem with a lot of people. I want to be a millionaire. I, just, I had a hard. Everybody had a hard. You don't count. Everything you get, you deserve. So if you're broke, it's because you deserve it. If you got a million dollars, it's because you deserve it. If you have a beautiful family, it's because you deserve it. Because it's hard as hell to have a beautiful family. It's hard to raise kids. It's hard to be married. Like, if you make it hard. That's right. If you love your wife and you treat her right and you treat your kids the right way and, and, and you treat your business and your clients and your customers the right way, you're going to have them. They're going to they're gonna have it back. Like you said, Mel said he could go back to the hood and people will embrace him and they'll show him love because Mel always done things the right way and that's why he's successful. And if I'm successful, that's why I'm successful. It's not because I'm smarter. It's not because I put in more hours. There's a lot of people who put in a lot of hours in the same spot. Just do the work. Don't expect nothing. You don't deserve nothing. But I guarantee you, as you're doing the work, you'll look back and you'll get everything you ever wanted. Just chase happiness. Love that, man. Hussein Abdullah, ladies and gentlemen. Check him out on Instagram, H.A. Homes, on uh, IG, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all over. I'm going to link everything in the description box. Man, a pleasure having you, man. I'm looking forward to having you again, bro. But listen, guys, I want you guys to listen to this podcast again. There's so many jewels that was dropped, so many gems in this podcast that you guys really need to listen to again and pick up on it because you'll, you'll hear different things the second and third time around. Listen to it. But not only listen, take action with what you're doing in your business as well. Take massive action in order to get massive results. And I'll talk to you on the next one. Peace. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.